to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. Okay, today we are going to take a look at the reformer. Other names for this style are the perfectionist, the good person, and I actually have one of the best people I know. She'll hate me for saying that. And one of my dearest friends in the whole wide world, Nancy Sally. Hey, everybody. hates being on here with me, but she did it because she knew it was the right thing. And reformers, that's the style one, like to do what's good and right. And it was the right thing to come on this because I Probably a lot of truth in that, She's avoided this forever. When I say those names, the perfectionist, the reformer, the good person, which one of those names do you feel like you gravitate to more? Probably the good person. How come? Um, Well, I, I always want to do what's right because I want everyone else to be okay because I don't want to make any waves or problems. So I'm not necessarily personally all about reforming everyone else around me unless you're my husband or my children. (laughs) (laughs) We won't tell them about this podcast so they won't listen. So you can say whatever you want and I can be very free. Yes. All right, cool. Um, But shoot, I have that pressure on myself all the time. So to do the right thing, say the right thing. That it's true. And yeah. she is one of the best people I know. So um, so a little snapshot for all of the reformers listening. And maybe you're not a reformer or a good person. We'll say that for Nancy um, or a perfectionist. But if you aren't, this is still really important information for you because probably someone you love is. And part of the benefit of understanding each other is so that we can love each other well. So don't tune this out if you are not a one on the Enneagram, a reformer, or the good person. But Nance, I'm going to run through just a snapshot of the basic overview of the style. And then Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you a few questions about how they pertain to you. So the one on the Enneagram reflects God's goodness and are motivated by being good and right. They have an internal need to try to be perfect. I have a lot of one Mm -hmm. in me and that, that is a real, yeah, it messes with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, avoids criticism, Mm -hmm. right? Because criticism means somewhere in your world, you didn't get it right. Yep. And someone is pointing that out. One's uh, reformers tend to focus on flaws. The core sin is anger Mm -hmm. because when it doesn't all go right, it Mm -hmm. makes us really mad. Remember, I have a lot of one of me, so. Um, We have a basic fear. Reformers have a basic fear of being flawed. And so when I, when I say those, that overview, what, what one were you, did you identify with all of them? Were you like, yeah, basically, oh, yeah. That's, that's I, pretty much. Yep. That's pretty much me. I feel very seen slash exposed <laughs> <laughs> right now. And that's why I say that Enneagram makes you feel like so naked. Like, okay. Yeah. There I am right yep, there. Yep. I mean, one of the things Matt and I talked about in the intro series is like, you're not just your style. 
you know, there, there's the you that God made you plus the you you had to be based on your birth order, your family of origin. And then there's the you, you had to be, or you became based on any trauma or abuse or to fit Mm. into your world, to, to find safety, security, and love. And so for you though, I think at the end of the day, you are like, yeah, this really is the meest me that God made. Like you are motivated to do good and right. And, um, to avoid fault and blame. And so when it comes to the avoiding fault and blame part, why would you say that's hard for, I'm going to say us because you know, Mm, I have so much fun in me. Like, why do you think it's just like literally like skinning us alive if we were at fault or something or get blamed about something? I feel so responsible um, for for everything. If someone is counting on me for something, if I mess it up, I just feel like I've screwed it up for everybody. It could be my family, my forever of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm very extreme in that. Um, which I hate. It's a lot of responsibility. Everyone who is a reform mother is like, (laughs) I know. Yeah. So true. It just, uh, lives with me night and day. Do you feel like when you started, um, getting more like aware of the Enneagram and you took the assessment and it came out and you started reading over the profile of what it is. Did you, did you feel like, yeah, this is so me or were you like, uh, or like, Oh no, I, I knew before I took it, I'd heard about it from you already. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you said, this, it's just me. It's not something I've adapted to. That's how I've always been. So, um, but to have language finally, to understand why I'm the way I am, to talk about that with my family, with my husband was very freeing and very liberating. Do you feel like your family was shocked? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think so. Here's the beauty of the reformer. Like I'm going to probably, I'm going to try to say this every week if I can remember it, but one of the things I want people so much to not do is just look at the downside of anyone's style, but to also go, yeah, here's the beauty I bring to the world, which is hard for people to do, to say Especially like, yeah. for the reformer. It's very, very hard for the reformer. But the beauty of the reformer is their ability to see what's wrong or broken or inefficient in the world around them. Mm-hmm. Because they have a desire to make things better. And that is like the, the phrase of like work smarter, not harder. That's like, like an intuition for, for reformers. We literally yep. can walk into a room. I know you do this and go, oh, here's how it should be. Yep. Like if everything was just like this, the flow would go better. Efficiency would be better. It would just be better. And when healthy, that makes the world a better place. Like we fix things. We've solved things. We cut out the fat on things and just make it all work better. When unhealthy, we're just critical. This is wrong. That sucked. This sucked. That's wrong. And nobody wants to be around you. And that, that's not very fun. It's not fun for everybody else. (laughs) Like I, you and I both, our husbands are also very good friends and we'll both be like, you should be doing this. And you know, you're good friends with my husband. He will say, don't shit all over me. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> that is one of the jokes that we sort of make. And Nancy and I can joke about it because we are ones, but don't you joke about it to us because then we'll be mad at you because anger's our horsing. But <laughs> exactly. Don't even go there. <laughs> is that ones should all over themselves and others. And I say that because ones, reformers can be experienced as very critical. 
Correct. But what I have found to be true, and tell me if this is true for Mm -hmm. you, is that the critical spirit that people see on the outside is like the tip of an iceberg for the critical spirit Mm -hmm. that's happening Mm -hmm. on the inside. Yes. Because ones tend to be the most critical of themselves. Yes. Outside of others. What does that look like for you? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I think on the outside, often with me, I'm, I'm my worst self at home. So my family tends to see the, the critical spirit that nobody wants to be around at angry work. Angry Nancy. But yeah, angry Nancy. <laughs> the, pe- the people I work with hear my suggestions and I'm very professional about it and it doesn't come across that way. But, um, but inside people have no idea because I, I want to be right. I want to do everything the right way all the time. And so I present this persona where it looks like I have it all together. Mm-hmm. It looks like I'm doing good. Nobody, I think, has any idea how critical I am of myself. I say one wrong thing. I'm late to a meeting. It could be something so stupid, and I'm going to battle that. There, I was thinking through this before we talked today, and I was remembering one time I used to carpool with my sister-in-law when my oldest son, this was 20 years ago, um, he was That's in right. kindergarten. Ones, ones, we're still carrying that. I forgot one day to pick up my niece. I, I dealt with that for years. I mean, it's so stupid. Like, I can't believe I left Not her. That stupid. You could have, you left her. <laughs> I was at a funeral. Oh, you know what? We'll give you grace. Thank for you. That. <laughs> um, so it's a very real inner battle for sure. Mentally. I always, I always, again, I, I have such high six, two and one in Mm -hmm. that order, but they're almost, they're within like a a percentile of each other. So I, I have a lot of one. So I, when I speak to the one I, it's because I identify so much, but I, I have figured this out and I'm wondering what this has looked like for you is Mm -hmm. I am, you know, I, I'm a great resource to places. Like I can say that um, after five or six years of like embracing that beauty of the sure. styles I bring, I am a great resource because I can be strategic. I can look for what's not going right. We can make some repairs, some adjustments, that sure. kind of thing. But that inner critic, they say with the one, the inner critic just never shuts up. And for me, I think that I'm so outwardly critical of mm-hmm. others and how they should be mm-hmm. because I'm comparing them to how I think of myself and how I should be like, well, I would never get away with that. So Mm. why should you? And with my husband who Mm. has very, very little one in him, not that that should alarm anybody who attends our church. (laughs) It's just not his motivation. He's not motivated by that. (laughs) Um, Yes. But, you know, he's like not worried about what he should or should not do. He's very instinctual. Um, and, but what does that look like for you? Because like I said, I feel like I'm like, well, why do they get to get away with that? Mm. I never would because of my own inner mm-hmm, critic mm-hmm. of myself. I tend to be more critical of others. What, right. what does that make you think? Yeah, um, that's great. In my marriage, that's played out a lot. Um, my Eric. husband, Eric, Eric <laughs> does not have um, a lot of this oneness in him. And we've joked for years without having the language to talk about the shooting on um, <laughs> that I'm constantly S H O U L D I N G shooting. He jokes, you know, like why why are you putting all this guilt on me to do all these things <sighs> I don't want to do? Um, and I can't I it, to untangle that inside me and to pull away from it is next to impossible apart from Jesus. So mm-hmm. um, 
that's just been something I've been having to grow in, to be aware of, and talk through with him. And when he makes me aware of it, um, now that he has the language to do so, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to stay mm-hmm. there. Um, and I have to choose to have a different perspective. But it's um, it's hard when you are, our eyes look out, like Matt talks about all the time. Our eyes look out and we see all these other people living differently than maybe we would choose to. And it's, it's hard. Um, it's hard to remember their motivation is different. Yeah. Because it should be like yep. us. Yep. One of the things about the one that I've learned, because it's, it is my third style. It's not my type, okay. top. So my motivation for safety and security and then for helping others outweighs it, but just barely. My, my six drives is in the driver's seat right. of my life. But my one sort of in the backseat, if mm-hmm. you will. But um, one of the things about the one that I've learned about myself so much over the years mm-hmm. is that I, one's like, they're about what's good and right and true, right? There's right. a right way and a wrong way to do things. right? And what I've learned for me is that sometimes there's, sometimes there is a right and wrong, a black mm-hmm. and white, but often, <laughs> more <laughs> often than not, it's what's right as pertains to you, yeah. according to you. Right. And you may have experienced this in your marriage. Matt and I have this all the time. He's like, that's a way. Wow. But, but there's also this other way. Correct. <laughs> and, and reformers tend to struggle with that because yes. we're like, we think our way yes. is the way everyone should be operating. That's right. And um, so what I, when I coach people, I tell them, well, that's what's good, right, and true according to you. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously as believers, we have a set and a standard of what is good, right, and true. I'm yeah. not saying deviating from that, but sure. how that plays out can vary. And I think that I struggle with this. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, here's what was the right thing to do. Mm. And totally. that's, that's what I think is the right thing. And so I've had to, over the years, say like, well, what seems right to me or how it should have played out yes. maybe isn't the right way. And I think when I see other people who are very, very high one, be so black and white about yeah. that or hold other people like, you need to think like I think, you need to respond like I respond, you need to, you know, behave Absolutely. like I say. It, it, they really have... Um, they struggle relationally. Absolutely. Because it repels people. I've sure. repelled people. Yeah. I think that. that was that's true for um, a person who may be less mature. I mean, that's how what your tendency is as a one. Um, hopefully, as you mature and grow to be more like Christ, that softens mm-hmm. and you have a better perspective. Um, and you're not so caustic relationally because caustic. caustic. I know what that means, but for a friend that might not, what is caustic? Something what that can by- cause damage. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy and I, a lot of our relationship is them, her and her husband using really big words. And I'm like, I totally know what you mean. But for someone who it's would mainly Eric, it, you know, that's true. <laughs> with all your med- they're, Unless they're, it's medical. They both are, Nancy went to college, was the nurse. Yes. And her husband is a physical, physical therapist. Therapy, mm-hmm. therapist, and they're very medically, and they're always using really big words around me. And sorry, caustic. <laughs> New word for you today. <laughs> now I know. Um, okay. How has the Enneagram helped you personally in ministry, in your marriage, or parenting, mm. or all of the above? Like, how has it 
changed, enhanced, strengthened, grown, or just informed you sure. in, in those different categories? Yeah, I was thinking about my parenting style last night as I was uh, thinking about doing this today. And I, um, I think one thing that was super important that the Enneagram has done for me is to help me see how other people experience me. Um, and that was especially true in my parenting because here I am trying to raise the perfect kids and God knows that didn't happen. (laughs) Um, Hey, don't say that about the Sally boys. I love them. Okay. Well, they're awesome. They are not perfect. They're perfect in my eyes. Thank you, Tammy. (laughs) Um, and so I have all these rules and I have all these checklists and er I really care about how everything looks. And I realized um, when I started learning about the Enneagram, I don't want my kids to experience me that way as somebody who is nitpicky, as somebody who cares more about what something looks like than our relationship or time spent together. And so um, I've had to make some modifications. I struggle to have fun. I have so many checklists. So many to do lists. Yes. Um, unfortunately, work always trumps everything else. And that's really affected, I think, my parenting style. And I've had to even recently grow in that and say, this is not when I, what I want to be remembered for. Mm. I want my kids to remember having fun with me. I want them to remember that I can stop what I'm doing and sit down on the couch and enjoy a show with them or talk about something um, because that's not my natural tendency. Mm -hmm. So I've really tried to intentionally shift how I interact um, so that I can be more fun. Yeah, that you just made me think of all of that. But reformers tend to have the list. Yeah. What what needs to get done because that's the right thing to do. And they struggle having fun because there's always something to be done. That's right. And so it for, never ends. It it never it never ends and um and and our very that inner critic, critic keeps you stressed. It keeps you focused on what everyone else should be doing, what you should be doing, and it just never stops. And so for those of you out there that are reformers, um, one of the questions that you constantly need to be asking yourself is, what do I like to do for mm, fun? Yeah. When I went to, when Matt and I went to cou- counseling, however many years ago now, they asked me that. I mm. had, I had no answer. Wow. I was like, I, I think I like doing a yoga class. It's so sad. <laughs> I just hadn't thought about sure, it for yeah, so long exactly. because there's so much I should be doing. Right. Like, yes, I could sit down with the kids, but the laundry should get folded. I, that's what I should be doing. You know, right. the nothing else could wait. And like you, I have some of those similar regrets of like the things that I did, you know, yeah. made a priority. Yeah. They weren't my actual priority. Right. It's, the, it's that mindset of like, well... I should be doing this. Right. And so if you're the reformer, you should be asking yourself, what do I like to do for fun? And be declarative about it. Not mm-hmm. be afraid to speak up and give yourself permission to that, enjoy them. Yeah. that. But also making sure that you're prioritizing it on the list. Yep. I tell that. And we've, Nancy and I worked on we, this together yeah, yeah. of like, we need, we need to get something fun on the calendar. We need to make sure that it's working its way into the the to-do list. Um, if you'll, you'll hear Matt talk to men about this, they'll say, husbands, help 
your one, your wife, if they're a one, get through the to-do list so that you can get on it. <laughs> and we hear that often, but it, it's true. If, if you have someone in your life that is a high one, that's their primary style, they always have a list of what they should be doing because that's the right thing to do. And we will do what's right first yep. and help them. Like a question to ask them is like, hey, what can I help you get down on the list today mm-hmm. so that you can relax or so that you can be present with me or so that so that we can go do something fun? That's so my if, favorite question. Yeah. Nobody asks me that very often. Well, I love that question. Read that How? Right now. <laughs> How can I help you with your yeah, list? It's so, good. Um, so you should be asking yourself, how do I have fun? You should also also help have other people like reach out and ask for it. But if you have someone in your life, like I was saying, that is, this is their primary style, they're, they're one, two things, ask them how you can help them achieve their list mm-hmm. and ask them what they've done lately for fun. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of an accountability, like, That's hey, so or invite them to do something fun because we don't typically think of it on our own. When we're invited, we're like, That's true. yeah, yep. but on our own, we just don't give space and time to that. And right. so those are some good questions to ask. Um, how do you have fun or relax? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things about the reformer is this idea of morality. What is good, right, and true, mm-hmm. right? And so um, one of the most important things for you to ask yourself as this is your primary is what is the pursuit of that goodness, that morality? in pursuit of? Hmm. Is it in pursuit of finding identity, mm-hmm. finding acceptance? Um, because with every style in the Enneagram, part of the process is saying, if I'm not careful, my identity will be found in A, B, or C, depending on your style. That's right. So for the reformer, it's in getting it right and doing good. Mm-hmm. But as Christians, our identities be found in Christ. That's good. And a lot of ones, like you said, like with the drop, the carpool drop off situation, like yeah. you live with that for years yeah. because it's like, I'm, I'm flawed and admitting you're flawed is like admitting, you know, because we're all looking for safe security, belonging, love, acceptance exactly. and being flawed though, for ones that first line is like, if I'm flawed, I, I don't belong. Mm. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm and so that, that like hamster wheel of life of like, I'm just going to keep, keep this up so that this whole house of cards I've built doesn't fall down yep. when I get it wrong. But the truth is we're all sinners. So for the ones, <laughs> the idea of being a sinners is real tricky. Yes, it what, is. What would you say about that? Yeah. Um, it's so real. I identify with all of that. Like you, we like our Jesus. Like no, I, the cross yeah. is for everyone else because I've gotten it all right. Because I've checked all these things, yeah. even down to reading my Bible every day. My even my spiritual walk, if I'm not careful, becomes a checklist where it's all about me. Really, unfortunately, earning my <laughs> my. That's where I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I was hoping to pull out yeah. of you. Earning my place um, with people, with God, and obviously that's not where it's supposed to be. That's wrong. But I have to be so careful. Um, And what I have to learn is that I can't earn it. I I need to just sit and be with God. I need to just sit and be with people. It's it's not all the activity and all the doing that Mm -hmm. um, makes me okay, makes me right with God and with other people. Um, That story in the Bible about Mary and Martha has always been a thorn in my side. I hate that story, yeah, honestly. Um, 
That's, that's a hard one for me. Which one is at Jesus's feet? Mary. It's like give Martha some credit, okay? Seriously, she's in getting she's stuff got a done. Bunch okay, to do. like <laughs> for an event person, for a hospitality <laughs> person, you're like, I kind of, I don't get this, but um, yeah, I, I have to be very careful, especially in my spirituality, that I am not trying to earn mm-hmm. um, my way in to the kingdom, to God's grace, because mm-hmm. so, I'm already there. Absolutely. And and that's what's so key for the reformers out there is that you have to constantly be in the pursuit of a few things. The first thing is grace. Mm -hmm. You're already going to be in the pursuit of goodness because that's just the DNA of your inner wiring. For sure. But grace and and not just grace for others because they're flawed, Mm. but grace for yourself. Yep. And I, what I've seen in myself, what I've seen in, in the ones around me is the more grace they begin to give themselves, the more grace they begin to give mm. others because they just feel the love of Jesus in That's that good. grace. And for the, for the reformers out there, that grace is like how I was saying earlier, like your mind is always circulating on what, what went wrong, what you should have done better, what should have gone more right, what someone yep. else should have gone. And the anger that just comes when everyone else is in a living, living according to our plan and our list, <laughs> that's where that anger comes out. Yes. And the passive aggressiveness, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about passive aggressiveness mm-hmm. for a second, of the one, of the reformer. This is sort of where I think it's birth. And I want to mm-hmm. know what, what you, if you agree mm-hmm. or what you think on this, is that we have that internal, like, here's how everything should be going. Yep. And then everyone else is doing it differently. Mm. And we want to just, like, burst out and be like, you're wrong. You're an idiot. That's dumb. But that is not the right thing to That's do. Not good. So we... We present ourselves mm-hmm. the way we know we ought, that yes. we should, Yes. but that passive aggressiveness, that anger doesn't come out as direct. It comes out a little sideways, like, I'm going to do the right thing right now and say the right thing right now Correct. and behave the way that yeah. I ought to, And but also, I'm going to just say this little nudging thing to let you really know mm-hmm. that you shouldn't have got that wrong. That's right. And. What, what's your yeah. thoughts on that? Um, where, where, like, do you have you found yourself? Oh yeah, to be I would have called it manipulation. I, I, I know how to manipulate a situation or a person to get the right response to get them to do, behave, say the things that I think are the correct way. Um, so I'm very good at just very nicely saying something, doing something to, I would call it manipulation. Mm -hmm. It's probably Mm -hmm. passive aggressive. Um, And my kids hate that and they could see right through it, you know? Um, So yeah, that's something that I honestly was not even aware that I was doing before I had knowledge of the Enneagram, probably, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that's a Mm -hmm. self-awareness piece that I've picked up. Have you, have you, how has it looked for you as you've untangled that? Do you find that you do it less? that you're able to let stuff go or is it still like how, how has the Enneagram helped you yeah, in um, that realization? Yes. Well, fortunately my whole family has been learning about the Enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> fortunately, unfortunately, um, they're able to identify those things for me. If I don't realize I'm doing it, I might hate that they bring it up and point it out. But in the end, I'm grateful because, oh yeah, you're right. I missed that. I'm not going to do that again. And mm-hmm. so I have been able I don't get it right all the time by any means, but I, I do know I have a, an awareness of it now and I have been able to shift um, away from that, I think, mm, as I, I've learned. I would agree with that, but I was going to just Aww. let you say. Aww, thanks. Um, 
you know, I said in the beginning that one of the titles for the style one is perfectionist mm-hmm. and, and the pursuit of getting it perfect every time, which like in our, in on one sense, we can all go like, that's so unrealistic. Right. Like it's ridiculous. Right. right? But for a one, it's like, but is it? <laughs> it's really, and, and, and I, this is how this is for me. So tell me mm-hmm. how this is for you. Cause mm-hmm. you have a more one in you than I do, right. but I'm, I don't, I'll be like, you don't always have to get it right. Mm-hmm. And there's some grace for that. Not a lot, but a little tiny bit yep. more grace, but I do have right. to get it Absolutely. perfect every time. Yes. And the idea for the health for the one to grow towards the beauty and to grow into health is understanding that we're not perfect. And mm-hmm. if we were, we don't need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a real tension for the one to manage. Yes. And that we're flawed. Mm-hmm. Our sin makes us flawed. And so- for the one every day managing the tension, and I'm wondering how you manage this mm-hmm. tension of just saying I'm flawed. Yeah. Just yeah. saying I'm flawed and going I and being okay with it. Right. How, how do you yeah. manage that tension? I, because I, it's, it's hard. real. It is so hard. <laughs> it is so hard. Um, yeah, there's, that's definitely a thing uh, for me, for sure. I think one of the things that that tension has brought out in me is a reluctance to step out into things that I'm needing needing to do or called to do where I am not certain I can do it perfectly. And so I just want to mm. stay in the corner in my safe spot and manage and control all the things that I can do, quote unquote, perfectly, which isn't mm. even a thing. but. Um, and it holds me back from maybe mm. what God wants to do or mm-hmm. um, things that I should be pursuing because of this fear of not being able to do it perfectly or messing up. Well, and that, that's the beauty of the Enneagram is to remind whatever style we are that your identity is not found in whatever that motivation is. Yeah. You, you don't have to be perfect. And this is where Enneagram's ones just feel like their skin is getting yeah. peeled off. Like... You don't have to be perfect to be loved mm-hmm. and belong mm-hmm. because that's, that's foreign thinking for the reformers yes, out there. Yeah. And so to remember that Jesus is perfect mm-hmm. so that you didn't have to that's be. so beautiful. And I think that's what's so important to me for people to know in this. So yeah. um, what do you think is, I'm going to ask you one more thing about what, what has been one of the most difficult things for you to be real about in this pursuit of understanding yourself using the Enneagram as a tool? Like, what do you think is like, I have to admit this. I don't want to, mm-hmm. but when I'm re- when I'm like as real, as real, as real could be with me of just like, like it about the anger or whatever, where you're just like, I hate admitting this, mm-hmm. but admitting it is where we find freedom. What, what do you think you've learned most about yourself? Yeah, I never knew. I knew I was... <laughs> This sounds terrible. I knew I was angry. I knew I was angry for years. I didn't know why. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't understand where that was coming from. I had a good life. I had a good marriage. Why am I angry? Um, and the shame in that mm. to admit is that when it does boil up, it is ugly. It is ugly. I... You've never seen me when I explode. I, we tease about, you know, we joke I'll about the I'll never believe it. I know, but when I when explode. I in front of your kids, though, they're like, mm. When I, <laughs> when it all 
goes to the fan, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. And that is, I'm ashamed of that. But then I think that doesn't happen very often, but that anger lives more chronically as resentment mm -hmm. where I just hold on to things and I don't let them go or I don't give grace to people and the resentment builds. And so there's always an underlying low level, quote unquote, anger mm -hmm. um, that's there that is that I hate. That's toward people that I think don't do things the way I think they should be done. Stop and, doing it wrong, everybody. Right? Please. Can I, can I just fix you? <laughs> Nobody wants me to fix them. That is hard. Like, if you have a lot of, if this is your style or a lot, like, you walk into a room, you're like, oh, this should have all been like this. <laughs> you go to an event, they're like, they, this is, should have, should have gone in this order. <laughs> like, that shitting, that shitting it's, is real. <laughs> it is real. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm going to speak to everyone out there real quick. Uh, if for the people who have, and I guarantee you have a reformer in your life, mm -hmm. here's some things I'm going to encourage you to do to love them well. And when we get to your style, I'm going to encourage people how to love you well, but reformers, they see what's broken and ways to fix it. And they're always working and getting it done. Like you want these people running businesses. They're the best, like at administrating, executing, being executive, like, because they're just detailed, mm -hmm. like. Like some of the styles, they're just like, I don't know, this feels right. <laughs> like you want a reformer, like, no, this is how you need to do this to not Amen. fall apart. <laughs> um, so acknowledge their achievements and tell, you that, tell them they bring value. Mm -hmm. Thank them for getting stuff on the list done. Mm -hmm. Like you want people who care about the list and don't drop the list mm -hmm. every time something fun yeah. happens and then <laughs> the world doesn't go around anymore. Mm -hmm. Um apologize to them if you've been unthoughtful. Ones tend to be very thoughtful of other people because it's the good thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's the right thing to do. And you should be thoughtful of others. Yeah. So, um, but a lot of times some anger builds up when they feel like that's not reciprocated mm -hmm. and they've not been thought of mm -hmm. and people have treated them. Um, and when you acknowledge that you've been unthoughtful, it does help them on their road to giving grace to you and to forgive. Um, gently encourage the reformers in your life to lighten up when they're so uptight. <laughs> they're so wound up because the list is never, it's unending. Um, but here are the things that they feel like are most important to do. Like one of the things that Matt and I have done is he helps me sort my list. Mm -hmm. Like I have that internal list. This is never written down. Nancy's list is literally always written down. I have three of them, four of them. <laughs> and usually it's in pen. She's old school. It's like I'll, I'll walk over to her desk at work and there's the box that she hand wrote with the list of 50 <laughs> things on it. And she's literally checking them off. because Tammy likes to mess with. And sometimes I add stuff to the list. Not funny. <laughs> but um, to just prioritize the list. Like some things don't need to be on the list. And if you have reform in your life, you can help them go, what are the things in here that you're just not going to be able to unwind or relax mm -hmm. if they're not done? But what are the things that's like, does that have to get done? It's like, so do we need to move the couch and vacuum under it today? <laughs> like, does that have to happen this year? You know, <laughs> I have two uh, high ones in the room right now and they're both laughing because well, that, yeah. that really hit home. Like, yes, Matt, it's midnight and I know, <laughs> but I have, this has to get done because there shouldn't be dust under there. Okay. Um, but here, here are the things they're worried about or overwhelmed by or just feel compelled to get done. 
ones are very hard on themselves. So reassure them that they are good and accepted and loved for who they are. Mm -hmm. The more you show them grace, the more it's modeled for them for how to give grace back. Um, Keep in mind for the reformers in your life that they don't mean to, but there's always red lights going off in their head of all the things that are happening. Like Mm. there's just so much vying for their attention. Like I should be raising my kids this way. The kids should be learning that. I should be cooking this. I should be cleaning that at work. I should be doing that. Like Mm -hmm. that list of red lights is never ending. Mm. And then because it's impossible to be perfect, because it's impossible to get all things done all the time, there's also that list of every failure, every time they didn't get right, every time it didn't go perfect, yeah. every time something dropped or fell off the list or they made an accident or they were two seconds late to the meeting or or maybe they did the best they could and it wasn't good mm-hmm. enough for someone. That right there, that'll, that'll, that'll make a one turnover in their grave. Like That's right. when your Sweating. best isn't enough. Mm-hmm. But the good news is, we don't have to be that way with Jesus. And as Christians, we want to help each other not be that way to each other. So okay. any anything, what would you say as a recovering, <laughs> getting healthy reformer, mm-hmm. what would you say to the reformers that are listening, like mm-hmm. an encouragement for them? Yeah. Um, I kind of touched on it before, but I think thinking through what do I want my friends, family members, peers to remember. Mm when this is all over, um, did we spend quality time together? Did we have fun? I am not, I'm convinced that when I'm on my deathbed, I am not going to be thinking about all the boxes I checked and all the things I got done. Well, you might be, but you shouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll be thinking about my relationships and I don't want to have regrets that I didn't prioritize them because I was so sidetracked on stupid stuff that wasn't super important in the long run. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage people, if that's something that you struggle with, um, to set, to tell yourself, what do I want to remember? What do I want people to remember about me? And give yourself permission to let that stuff go that doesn't matter and really invest in your relationships and and have fun. Have some fun. Have some fun. Even if it's like barely fun. Nancy and I have like a little bit of fun. It feels like a lot of fun to us, but it's very mild fun, (laughs) but it does feel like a big win. So, um, like, like Nancy was saying, all the reformers out there, the the growth for you to embrace is grace, Mm -hmm. grace for yourself, grace for others. And for you to, um, to know that you do bring beauty and brokenness to the world. The brokenness might look like being very legalistic, Listic and yeah. focusing on negative. Right. Remember to look at everything going right and not just focus on what's going yes, wrong. Yes, that's so good. Um, ones like to be in control because then they can manage if it gets mm-hmm. done well. Let me tell you how to ruin your kids. Do everything for them because you know you'll do it better. Like I'll just load the dishwasher, guys, because I'll load the plates just right. You might know you're married to one if they reorganize the dishwasher <laughs> after you've like Matt does it. I'm like, bowls don't go on the top. Exactly. They go on the bottom, Matt. Exactly. Bull, like, <laughs> I like put all the forks in one thing. All the spoons. My kids put it all over. I'm like, that's chaos. It's not how you should do it. But um We want to be in control. And I'll tell you that I did a lot of things for the kids that they were so competent to do, but I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, I could probably get it exactly perfect. Mm -hmm. And they didn't get to experience and learn some things they needed to learn because I did everything. And now they need to know how to do some of that. And my kids are smart, competent, but they're being exposed to some things that I like did 
for them because right. I just, I'll just do it better. I could do it right. Yeah. How will they ever learn to do things good and do get right. it perfect? Or <laughs> even this, I didn't make my kids do a lot of things, but I would come behind them and fix it. And what that said to them was, you aren't good enough. What you did, did wasn't good enough. Did you ever redecorate your Christmas tree? Every year. This is a real point of contention yeah. with my adult kids and I right now. Right? I invited the kids over to do the tree because they weren't living at home. They're, I mean, Ethan was at home, but the girls weren't. And they're like, why? You're just going to redo it later. I was like, See? what? They, I, I, I took the joy out of a Christmas tree for them. So last year I said, I'm not doing a thing and I won't change a thing. I love that. I'm like undoing so much. Look like, at you. Ugh, look at me growing. Um, ones have a very rigid worldview. You need to remember that your worldview is not everybody's. These are still like the list of what yeah. it could look like to be healthy. And ones are very judgmental and overcritical towards others to remember that everyone's not motivated. You don't know what they've walked through. You don't know what they've just come from. Mm -hmm. You don't know the tools they've got. Maybe their mom was the one who did everything for them. Now they don't know how to do it perfect because their mm -hmm. mom always did it for them. Now you're right. mad at them that they can't load the dishwasher right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but healthy ones, this is the beauty that you bring to the world. You do improve it because you naturally can see flaws. And when you're in a healthy, good place, you're you're fixing that mm. you're reliable and honest and you do see what is right and what is wrong and you're motivated to do right by your by people mm. you're you don't just look for self-interest and then finally um you guys are thorough and you do good jobs and you get lists done <laughs> and you're disciplined and and that self-discipline is so important in the world around us so nancy thank you so much for coming on here this was a labor of love for her she's probably worried she wouldn't get it perfect yep. and say something wrong yep. but this was a hard yes for me but thanks for having me <laughs> i appreciate you just being real about what it's like to be mm -hmm. a reformer because so many women are going to listen to this i mean i identify so much because it is one of my top three scores for but sure. um just how necessary our, our church is so much better because you're part of helping run it. Nancy mm -hmm. works um, at our Hunter Park campus and she gets stuff done here mm -hmm. and it's incredible. So thank you so much for being on and to the reformers out there, give yourself some grace Absolutely. and think about the people in your world that could use a little grace from you. Like Nancy said, at the end of the day, what do you want to be remembered by? Do you want to remember that you stacked all the boxes perfectly mm -hmm. in the garage or that you set those things aside and sat down and snuggled your kid on the couch to watch a movie or played blocks with them that made a huge mess in the house? Um, at the end of the day, what, what do you want your legacy to be as a mom and as a wife? I've done that so many times with Matt. I've just like, I can't spend time with you because I'll, I got to do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And now my kids are grown and like that stuff didn't matter. I would do anything to have exactly. some of that time back. So, all right, next week we're going to be looking at the helper. So whether you're a helper or not, this next one is for you because you either are the helper or someone you love is, and that can teach you how to love yourself and others well. So we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. 
This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc slash discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook or by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry of Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archived sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief Podcast, where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find podcasts. Friends, until we connect again, here or in person, remember, cultivate kindness. Thank you.